Hey everybody, in this edition of Guys Talking Sports, we get into the NBA Finals, some drama going on in the NFL with Jack Real and Deshaun Watson, and even some PGA drama, surprisingly. Um, that and a little bit more on this edition of Guys Talking Sports. Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of Guys Talking Sports. I know we were off last week. We all needed to recharge our batteries and get some rest, but we are back at it again on another Thursday night, ready to talk some sports, talk some shit, and have some jokes. Um, as always, another good fun time to be had by all. Um, so before further ado, I want to just give a special shout out to my man, Al. Ace is running a little behind schedule today, so we'll bring up We'll bring him in on the next break. So, Al, what's good, baby? What's going on? Uh, just, you know, ready to get started. Definitely had a lot to talk about, and I can't wait to get started. I'm kind of excited to talk about what's going on in the world of sports. Um, a lot yes. of stuff I didn't know was happening, but I'm ready to get it in. <laughs> we have basketball. We have golf. Uh, we have some hockey. Uh, and we have, as always, football. But um, let's start right off with it. Um, basketball is going on right now. The NBA Finals is currently underway. Um, right now, the Boston Celtics, after they won last night, they are up two games to one over the Golden State Warriors. Um, and um, the game four is on Friday night. Um, there was a little bit of a dust up for the last couple of games. Um, Al Horford did with the last couple of minutes um, go for the ball and fall or fell on Steph Curry's legs. Um, um, but at that particular point, I think the game was already pretty much out of, you know, out of bounds. But um, so far, it's two games to one. We didn't even make any predictions about this because we didn't have our, our call last week. Um, but thus far... Um, what do you think about the series going on thus far between the Celtics? Has it been what you expected thus far? To be honest, I, I'm i going to be honest with you. Um, I knew it was going to be a classic offense versus defense um, type of series. Uh, I, I was intrigued. I'm intrigued by the matchup alone because of the two things, offense versus defense and experience versus – "Quote unquote," first time being in the finals uh, at this stage. I, I'm very intrigued of the matchups, but I wouldn't be surprised if Boston pulls it out at this stage um, because right now they're really holding their own. And if they don't, and if the Golden State Warriors don't have an X factor or um, produce better in this series, it's going to be a short series. Um, but I am very these past couple of games tells me, I mean, has me very intrigued because of the physicality, um, the trash talking that's now starting to come out. Like, it's really becoming more like a rival now than anything. And quite frankly, I'm, I'm intrigued by it. I, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to each game as it comes as it comes out um, to see how these teams, these two teams um, play each other. Um, it's all it's a chess match at this stage. It's definitely a chess match. At this stage, uh, yeah. What's that old adage? They say style make fights, and styles in this particular point make series. I thought even before 
um, the Boston Celtics beat the Miami Heat that the Boston Celtics were a bad matchup for the Golden State Warriors. Um, they played them tough, you know, in this past year, even though I think they split or split the series, but, you know, they played them tough both, both games. Um, but, you know, when you look back at the past, you know, the, the last, the Golden State Warriors run to the playoffs, they've been very fortunate. Um, they played, um, they played never nuggets. Only person they really had to worry about was um, Jokic. Um, Jamal sure. Murray wasn't there. Um, I can't think of the other player that was there as well. So it was Jokic or, or bus and they didn't really play much good defense. So Golden State could just focus all their attention on him. Next series, they got very fortunate that John Morant got hurt, but really it was John Morant or bust. And when he got hurt, it was bust. And then you get to the Boston Celtics. I mean, you get to the um, Dallas Mavericks, and it was really Luka or bust. And they were able to focus their attention on Luka, nobody else. But when you get to the Boston Celtics, you have Jason Tatum, who hasn't really, really popped off yet. Um, you've had Jalen Brown, who by far is – you know, right up there as far as the MVP it is of this finals. You have Marcus Smart that can drop 20. You had Damon Al Horford drop 20-something the first, I mean, the first game. Um, and they play good defense. They switch big bodies. They can, you know, they they can defend the wing. I always thought it was a bad matchup for the Golden Warriors. I thought that the Miami Heat was a better matchup for them, and they would have beat the Miami Heat in five. Um, oh, yeah. but, this, but Boston Celtics, you can't focus on one person. Um, if they're off, <laughs> so uh, I think it was a bad matchup. We never made our predictions. I was going to predict uh, the Celtics in six, but you know what this series reminds me of? It reminds me of a little bit of the um, Chicago Bulls in their first um, finals against the Los Angeles Lakers, who were have been to the finals. Hmm multiple times prior to that had won multiple times and they just came up with a team that was just a bad matchup and they just couldn't and they just couldn't beat that's an interesting that's an interesting uh comparison though to be honest with you um i i and the scary thing about it is that jason tatum hasn't had a jason tatum type game yet and that's why i right now Boston Celtics look like they're in the driver's seat, regardless if they would have won last night's game or not. Um, I think that I think overall that Golden State is going to figure it out to even this series. Um, but I don't know. It just seems as though that there's something missing there. Um, I don't know what it is at this point with Golden State, but you would think that with Clay, uh, Steph, Draymond, um, that core would figure it out. Um, and even though they added new pieces like with Wiggins and um, Jordan Poole and, you know, GP, um, Gary Payton and the second and everybody else, um, you would think that this group would be able to figure it out um, in this finals. Um, I'm, I'm, this is a very intriguing matchup. And it, I, I, as much as, like I said, it's Boston. Boston looks like they're in the driver's seat now, but I think that at this particular point, you never know when it comes to Golden State. 
Yeah, you touched on something perfectly. Something's missing. And I think what's missing from them is those other role players having big games. When you, you know, if you discount the Golden State Warriors with Kevin Durant, um, Kevin Durant was like the like the equalizer. You didn't necessarily need to have the role players have big games because you would have Steph, you would have Durant, then you have Clay. Clay is really not back to himself yet. It'll probably be more so come next season. So basically, you have Clay and who else? Where's Jordan Poole? Um, where's Kevon Looney? Jordan Poole, in my opinion, is the X factor. And um, I was having this conversation with you know Ace a little earlier. I said they wouldn't do it. I don't think Steve Kerr would do it right now, but they need to get Jordan Poole more touches and they need to get Jordan Poole in the game. He needs to average at least close to 20 points a game because that would take pressure off of that. That would take all the pressure that the Boston Celtics can exert on Curry. It takes a little bit of pressure off of, Clay Thompson for having to try to be, be the man, you know, every game. And it gives them an added punch where they have to defend not just Curry, not just Clay, but you got to defend Jordan Poole. I said, and it'll be controversy, maybe they should think about starting Jordan Poole and bringing Curry off the bench. Now, if you think about it, it's a little controversy in that, a lot of controversy in that. <laughs> if you think about that, when they did that in the first series, Denver Nuggets didn't know what to do. And Jordan Poole's point-per-game average was in the 20s. True. Curry's still going to get his, but you got Jordan Poole off, and you got him off early, and Steph was able to – and you didn't have to worry about Clay necessarily because it was Jordan Poole and all the other guys – Steph came in, he brought in the sec, you know, brought in the second team and eventually was really to start down a stretch. But you got Jordan Poole off, and then Steph was able to come in and get his points, you know, second, third, and fourth. And you're not burning him out by the time you get past the third quarter because he's like locked and loaded from tip off. And you got the first quarter, you got the second quarter, and then you really got the third quarter, which they've been owning, you know, thus far. And then by the time you get to the fourth quarter, after all the bodies they throw at Steph Curry, after all the screens they put on them, everyone's attacking him. By the time he gets to the fourth quarter, his tank is, you know, not on E, but it's, you know, he's not he's not as fresh. I was I, I, so wait. I'm I'm I, to be honest because I haven't catched the last start of the game, but um, the last game Jordan Poole wasn't starting for them. I don't know if he was starting, but I was just saying. I think he might have been starting, or maybe Wiggins was starting. I think Wiggins might have been starting because he, was, oh, he started. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's yeah. right. That's right. Uh, mm. Like I said, I know it's controversy, and I know they wouldn't do that. However, if they were to do something like that, that will completely throw off Boston Celtics the way they're going to have to approach the game because now. Hmm. You, you'll make them have to think on the fly. Uh, um, um, it, I don't think Steve Kerr would do it, but did it in I, the first round, and you, and Jordan Poole was he, he was putting up points. Okay, all right. If, if that's the case, um, I I get where you're coming from. 
Um, I, if I would make a suggestion, um, I would maybe do, or I'm wondering if they already considered doing a, a Steph Curry, Jordan Poole, Clay Thompson, Andrew Wiggins, Draymond Green lineup. I'm curious to see if they ever did some type of lineup like that and see how what the plus and minus is for their minutes as that collective group. Um, yeah, so they lined up again? Uh, Steph Curry, uh, Jordan Poole, uh, Andrew Wiggins, put Clay at the four, and Draymond Green at the five. That's a very small lineup because then you want to take out Kamenga, and they need a, a little bit of size because Boston has a lot of size. But the thing is, yeah, they may have a lot of size, but can they cover that? Can that size cover all five guys? That would be the question. I, I, because if you have all of them running around, they're not going to double and triple team everybody because you have at least all. I wouldn't say Draymond's a shooter, but you have four guys that can basically shoot or penetrate um, at any given time. Um, I'm just curious. I'm, I'm curious to see if that matchup has have actually been played in the finals, and if so, um, was it how effective it was? Because you can make Boston adjust to your style of play um, if you if need be, where you don't have too much size in there to begin with. So I, I'm just curious. I'm, I'm not saying that that you know. I'm just curious to see if that will work. That's interesting. I don't know if they ever tried that before, but that is that is interesting. Because right now, defense is, is, is definitely holding its own. And if the defense is holding – if Boston is doing their thing with their defense, um, I'm just curious as to the adjustments that Steve is going to make. Now, quite frankly, it looks like when Boston won the first game, Steve Kerr made the adjustments for them, for Golden State to win the second game. But then um, Doka – um, made the change, the adjustments he had to make to win game three. So I'm curious if Steve Kerr is going to make any other adjustments heading into game four. And quite frankly, he needs to because if he doesn't win this game, it's going to be a short series. Yeah, they got to they gotta get a split in Boston. If they get a split in Boston, they go back, then I think it evens everything out and the home home court advantage still shifts back to, still shifts back to um, Golden State. I think they're going to win game four. Game five is going to be the pivotal one. I think whoever wins game five is going to be in the, well, they'll be three to two, and they'll be in the catbird seat. And I think whoever wins game five, predicated on the thought that Golden State win games four, whoever wins games five, I think wins the series. And uh, if Golden State, Golden State has to has to win this game. Oh, without question, without question. Because they definitely don't want to go back um, 3-1 to go at Golden State. Not that they're saying it's undoable, but I just don't know if that squad as currently constructed with the amount of non-play you're getting from your role players is not coming. You don't have you don't have Andre Inquadile anymore, um, you know, who can put up some points. Um, you don't have a um, couple of guys from back in, the, in their first run that can put up some points. You need those role players that's going to give you those 10, you know, those 10 to 15 point games. You're going to need those defensive stretches. And right now, 
And I'm saying it, uh, for all the talk that Draymond Green does, he has been much more of a liability than he has been an asset. And he needs to he needs to stop the chirping, stop the podcast, and focus on the game. And 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 to be honest, at this point, it's definitely not helping your team. It's definitely not helping the team. No, it's not. It's gonna be what's what's crazy about it is is that I mean, if you want to defend and if you're doing something, I mean, if you want to defend what you do as far as your podcast and stuff after the fact, after you play the finals, that's all well and good, but you should at least be winning or at least be up in the series. You can't talk if you're not doing well or performing well in the finals and you're coming up the podcast after the fact. Don't care whether you care about whether you want to do it or not. It doesn't look right. I mean, it's like you're, you're not even putting up manageable numbers um, in consideration for you to be even still doing podcasts. And I'm not knocking it, you know what I'm saying? But if you're going to do it, at least perform like you, you're doing, giving your all. Like, it just yeah. seems as though that it's a bad look um, all around when, you, when, you, when you're chirping at people, complaining the fact that you're doing these type of things with the podcast, you know, having a podcast, and you're not performing to the level that you should be, that's warranted or that's worth you even putting the podcast to begin with. Like your focus needs to improve on the game during the finals. That's where your focus should be on. Exactly. Um, so, let, so, let me, so let me switch gears. Um, uh, so I know there's been all the talk as far as, you know, Steph Curry and if, if the Golden State Warriors win the series and he comes out right now and he comes out and wins the MVP. Um, a, where do you think that 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 puts puts him as far as some of the all time greats? And B, will this win take a little bit of shine off the Kevin Durant the the, the Kevin Durant years when he won two? Um. In regards to putting him as all time, he's going to be all labeled all time um, best shooting point guard. Um, that's he already has that edge in stone. I don't see no one at this particular point even compared to that. Um, this will solidify his legacy if he was to win Finals MVP. Um, but um, when it comes to the whole Durant years with Golden State. It's more so just the fact that he deferred to, to Kevin um, because he wanted Kevin, to, you know, you want to make sure that, you know, it assures that Kevin was at his peak, one of the best clutch um, players during that era. So I think that all in all, this what this, this does is just solidifies him as one of the greatest point guards, shooting point guards of all time, um, which is well-deserved. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, I'm with you. I was I was thinking about that question earlier when I heard a lot, you know, watching a lot of you know sports talk, you know, this week and last week, and I thought I thought all that talk was very premature, um, and I might prove right at the end of the day. Um, but um, if all those things do happen and he wins and Golsey wins and he gets the Finals MVP. I think that's sort of like the icing on the cake um, as far as his career. I mean, he's already got the 
the three-point record, and he's probably going to add more on that over the next couple of years. Like I, you said, it perfectly. The greatest shooting point guard that that we that you know this game has seen up to this date. Um, would have put him in that top ten. It'd be hard not to at least have those conversations. He wouldn't be in the top five, but you know where Wait. he. He wouldn't be in a top five in regards to point guard or just in general? Um, in general. Oh, okay, okay. I got you. All yeah. Right. yeah, not in the top five of players, period, like, you know, regards of position. Gotcha. But as far as top ten, it would be hard not to, but you can make those – but you can have those conversations as far as where he would fall in at. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was thinking about that with the Kevin Durant years, and there was a lot of back and forth about it. Um, a, if they would have went without Kevin Durant, this would validate um, that whole conversation that him and Draymond Green had when he was arguing, when he said we did it before you, validates that. Um, only thing that's going to validate is that Golden State Warriors needed Kevin Durant to beat LeBron James, Kyrie Irving, and Kevin Love. They didn't need they didn't need Kevin Durant to be just LeBron James, and that's what they did in the first go round. They just didn't have that other guy to step in. Um, so if they win, it validates that argument. So, I mean, Steph Curry, if you don't get it this year, I don't know if they're going to be back as currently constructed. I do say. It would be very interesting to see how this team would have been if Wiseman didn't get hurt and he was able to contribute some good numbers because he would be a center. It wouldn't be Draymond Green. And you would have Draymond Green at the four, which he really should be. Um, and I almost would say you should have you should have Draymond Green at the four and, and Kavon Looney at the five and, and bring – you know, Kerminga, but they like Kerminga and he's and, he, and he's and he's a lot more active and has a lot more upside than Kavan Looney. But that's neither here nor there. But I'm with you. Greatest shooting point guard ever. Yes. Will it validate what Draymond screamed at <laughs> Kevin Durant but called him a bitch and said we did it? Yes. Yeah, I I I agree with you about the Wiseman aspect of it. I think they really need that a legitimate center that can run the floor with them um, at this point. And I'm not knocking what Looney can do. It's just the fact that at this particular stage, they need some younger bodies in the mix at this stage to help run on a consistent basis. Um, As much as I like Draymond, he can't, I don't know if he can keep up. And what's weird is the fact that him and... Grant Williams are so much alike. It's like, it's not even funny. Um, And it's funny that Grant Williams, I think it's Grant Williams. Yeah, Grant Williams mentioned that um, Draymond was the type of person that he was looking up to when he was growing up in high school and all that (laughs) stuff. It was weird. Um, But the point is, is that I think that overall, there's going to be some changes that need to be made um, if the Warriors don't win this title. Um, and it could just be just they just need a little bit more size. Um, who knows? But at the end of the day, I think that what this does prove is that the organization, um, they know how to retool the right way. And 
and this is one of the reasons why I said this and I'll continue to say this, that when you put your trust in your role players, um, some of the younger pieces and stop always getting these veterans involved, it helps out a lot because Jordan Poole, Gary Payton II, um, Kaminga, um, all these wings, um, athletic wings, defensive-minded wings, with the exception of Poole at this point, but even when you throw in Wiggins, these are young wings that help get the job done defensively, and that's what brought, got um, Golden State to where they are right now. Same thing with um, Boston, when you think about it, with Jalen Brunson, I mean, Jalen Green, let's say Brunson, Jalen Green, Tatum, you already know how he is defensively. Marcus Smart, where a lot of these players don't switch um, all the time. And they, Boston is one of the top-ranked defensive teams in the NBA period, by far. So with everything that's being said, you, you know, you, you, there's a blueprint that needs to be the, the norm for a lot of teams. And, like, Golden State and Boston is prime examples of it. I, 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 I totally agree. Um, I think Golden State is really missing out on some of their depth in their bench. I mean, they're definitely missing out on the on what a Gary Payton, you know, you know, the second can do. They're missing out on that. Um, Andrew Wiggins, you know, he's here or there. But like I said before, they need Jordan Poole. If I'm Steve Kerr, I would be going to Jordan Poole. I need you to put up some more shots. We need at least 20 points from you per game. Or as about as close as you can get. Yeah. And don't be scared. <laughs> Shoot the rock. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, to be honest, it, it because the, the only concern I have is that it's, they're going to have to balance that out one way, shape, or form. Um, as much as I, you know, I get Steph being Steph, Clay being Clay, but they do have to share the rock, not just to. Um, pool, but also to Wiggins as well. Um, unless you're going to have Wiggins to just start focusing on the defensive side of things, which he can do, um, but they really need to share the ball a little bit more and stop relying always on Clay and Steph um, to bring it home. Um, if they were to trust the teammates a little bit more, I think that the sky's the limit for them. Yeah, and that was a success successful formula that got them to where they've been at, you know, this point as far as six, you know, NBA finals in eight years. And I think if they go back to that formula and get more people involved, spread the ball around, it'll make it much, that much more difficult for Boston to defend. Because right now, Boston is coming right at, right at Curry. They're not worried about anybody else. They're not even really worried about Clay. Because Clay, exactly. Clay is not really consistently doing it to make them fear that. So right now, they say is we go at we go at Steph, we disrupt him, we make him work on both the offense and the defense, wear him out, and then when we get to the fourth quarter, boom. You know, right. we got it. And that's what they did game one and game three. Yeah. Uh, but we can talk about that all day. Game four is on on Friday, so we will see what happens with that. Um, but to switch a little gears. The sport that keeps giving <laughs> NFL. Um, before I get to the Jack Del Rio comments, I have to touch a little bit on Deshaun Watson. So, okay, information is just not good. Is it just keeps coming like a sieve? Um, 
First it was 22 civil, civil cases, then it was 24. Then you had the New York Times came out and do their own investigation and say, oh wait, total is 60 some odd women over the span of 17 months. And he was getting NDAs and getting hotel rooms sponsored by the Houston Texans. <laughs> now we have to say that there was two separate grand juries that when the information was brought by the state, if they could proceed with charges, both grand juries said there was not enough merit to the charges to warrant bringing it to court. So they couldn't bring anything to court. Everything is civil. So whew, what do you think about all this, this new information? Well, let me phrase that. Do you think Deshaun Washington should even be allowed to play football at this point? Aha. Uh-huh. Texans pull a okie doke with the quickness. <laughs> um, uh, Which might be the reason they were like, okay, we'll trade you. <laughs> that's what I said. Like, this is like, yeah, let's just do this before the, the fire gets even hotter, <laughs> where gasoline is being poured into it. I, I really think that overall, um, regardless, he's not going to be playing anytime soon. And quite frankly, we're in a position where everything is going to hit the fan more than I, I thought. Um, I, I, I really, 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 really wonder how the NFL is going to handle these new allegations. Um, I really am curious to see how the NFL is going to, what they're going to say. Because, quite frankly, with everything that's coming to light, I'm wondering if they even knew about this. But uh, with everything that's coming to light, how are they going to handle Houston's um, response, Houston's involvement in this? Because it seems as though that there's a lot of stuff that was just going on that, quite frankly, um, we're just now catching up on or catching the speed. And I wouldn't be surprised if there are some other things down the road where it'll open up as well. And so we hear some new stuff coming out. So I think that I don't know what Cleveland is really going to do in regards to this because the suspension has already been handed down. Um, I don't know if there's going to be any more, um, which is probably one of the reasons why they're still keeping um, um, Baker. <laughs> But I will say this, they are really walking on eggshells with how everything is being handled. And Houston really needs to get their act together as well. But I digress. Um, I I feel as though that with everything that's being said, I think that Deshaun Watson, this is just really the tip of the iceberg. And I thought that it was done. Yeah, and um, <laughs> I think it was done too. Um, before I get started, let me see if we can um, bring in bring in Big Ace um, for our um, second for our second topic. And here he is, Ace. What up? How's it going? Excuse my turn. Right on. 
right on time. You <laughs> said you come in for our second topic, and you came in right on time. Yes, and my I heard the question as I was getting myself together. Should they let the show on play? They let Greg Hardy play, right? That is true. That is true. That is true. But, 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 but let me but but, but, but let me um, push back a little bit. Mm-hmm. We saw what happened with Trevor Bauer in the, in the major leagues. Mm. You saw he got sat down. Like truly sat down. Yeah, yeah. And then they came back for another year once everything went down and said, no, it's not one, it's two. Um, but it's not the major league, though. As soon as you bring in the name Greg Hardy, you're right. <laughs> and the NFL is complete, treat, treats their players completely different than any other um, mm-hmm. sports out there. And I know Ace, you know, I'll let Ace. Well, with baseball, no one player can sit there and be that big of a difference. I mean, yes, you could have a you have a dynamic hitter, you can have a dy- dynamic pitcher, but it still takes eight other eight other teammates on either side, offensively or defensively, to help you play that game. So you're eliminating one person, next man up in baseball. Football is a little bit different because you can have that one impact player, and that could mean the difference between wins and losses in football, depending on the position that they're playing. So with that being said, I'm not sitting there and – dismissing what Deshaun Watson did. But obviously, Houston knew what the hell this man was doing or knew maybe they didn't know everything that was going on behind the scenes. And But bottom line is, if the Houston Texans are having these individual signed NDAs and not so much Deshaun Watson – then who's the one that's really, I mean, yes, Deshaun Watson was the one that got his quote-unquote massages. But (laughs) who is more, is it Deshaun Watson being told to be where he's supposed to be and being told to be in said room and we'll have a massage person waiting for you? Or is it the Texans that should really carry the brunt of this blame outside of Deshaun Watson and his creepiness, you know, saying that they went out there and found these individuals. They went out there and had these individuals sign these NDAs. They went out there and put Deshaun in these hotels so that this could take place. And all Deshaun had to do was show up. I'm not saying Deshaun ain't wrong. I'm just saying you can't place all blame on Deshaun. Take it as you will. So, yes, was he wrong for asking? And, you know, it's so funny. So funny. I'm at work this evening, and just so happened a a, a a professor comes in, and it just so happens a professor is a masseuse. And <laughs> me and the masseuse started having a conversation, and she didn't know the most recent things that were going on in this particular case, but she was aware of the situation, and she point blank came out and said, "There are fault on both sides." Because, yes, they will sit there and try to get that Robert Kraft type of situation. But they'll sit there and try to play nice and then sit there and try to see if they can get that 
maybe the second or the third time. But she is saying that, yes, there are masseuses out there that sit there and say, oh, that's Deshaun Watson. Oh, that he'll give me X amount of cake to do whatever. Yes. So she was actually placing blame on him and the masseuse, depending on who the masseuse is. So some out there, some of them were probably out there willing to do what they were trying to do for the cake versus those who were really legitimately saying like, oh, my God, this is not what I wanted. I feel violated. And she and this masseuse, I don't want to say man or woman or whatever, but this licensed masseuse was saying that based off experiences that she, excuse me, well, obviously, I mean, no doubt that she could. You said she before you tried that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So based on the experiences that this, this masseuse had over her 20 year career, depending on the situation, she could lose her license depending on how she goes about saying XYZ has happened. So she's had to bite her tongue on many occasions on situations because dudes will sit there and come at her like, well, I'll pay you X, Y, Z to do X, whatever. And she was like, yeah, you know. So everybody wants to sit there and point the blame at him because he was the one receiving the service. But there's a lot more blame to go around. But because he's the one with the money, He's the one that's going to face all of the, the criticism and everything else that's going on. And you hit the nail on the coffin because, because the, I mean, yeah, there may be plenty of blame to go around, but, you know, the focus is on Deshaun Watson. Yep. And, and since he's a, that public figure, and since we are talking about his um, consequences um, in dealing with the NFL, I think that that's really where all the focus is is going to be regardless, and I get what you're saying. Um, but the truth of the matter is, is that nobody's really gonna. The media is not gonna follow the masseuse. The masseuse. They're gonna follow Deshaun Watson and how he handles this and how he plays and whatever he does when he gets, you know, comes from where he lives to the practice facility and to the games. It's always gonna be about Deshaun Watson, no matter what, and. He has to be in a position where he has to, I'm not going to, mistakes are made, but he has to be in a position where he has to do be, do better. Oh, yeah. Um, I agree. More so because of the fact that he's in the public spotlight. Exactly. He deserves to be suspended. Yeah. No doubt. Know. Yeah. yeah. You know, but as far as you can sit there and throw the book at him because, you know, all of this is on him. No, 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 no. I, I, mm-hmm. I definitely agree with you on that. Yeah. Like, there is some blame that goes around. I, it's just unfortunate that we don't really care that much about the masseuse to that extent. I should, let me rephrase that. The media doesn't care about that extent of the, the, the actual story. Um, they care more so about Deshaun Watson. Right. Yeah, and, and no one is looking good at this, you know, you know, at this particular point, Deshaun Watts is not looking good. Houston Texans, who are now been being brought into a suit at this particular point now. Mm-hmm. Now they're not starting to look good after the whole New York Times, you know, report comes out. Cleveland Browns don't look good. Roger Goodell doesn't look good. No. All the other teams that were even inquiring about a service, Atlanta Falcons, Carolina Panthers, um, New Orleans Saints. Don't look as bad, but they're trying to keep quiet because they don't want any 
you know, fire coming their way. Um, so it's bad all around. Um, you know who's and, looking good, though? <laughs> Baker Mayfield. <laughs> no. I, I hope Baker don't play. Huh? I legit hope Baker don't play. I hope Baker's like, you know what? Screw you. No, no, but that's what I'm saying. You know, oh, that ass. Right. His hand, his his hand is much stronger right now. If let me let me phrase that, he has a slightly better position. <laughs> Obviously, he's fixing his camera. <laughs> okay, I thought you were standing up and something wasn't there, man. I, I was like, whoa. <laughs> It's like we ain't getting to that kind of kind of, kind of, kind of talk. Uh, I know what's going on. <laughs> I just want to just want to make sure. <laughs> no John Gray here over here, man. <laughs> but I agree. But I think I agree with you, Al. I think um, the way this has been unfolding and the more information is coming out about this, um, Browns look in a better light, and this is taking a lot less bad look off of Baker Mayfield because they're like, well, you are so re- readily willing to jettison Baker Mayfield and go after Deshaun Watson, even knowing all the information that was going. They went after him before this, before the cases got thrown out of you know the grand jury. And then once they did get thrown out of the grand jury, not even a week later, you gave him a fully guaranteed $237 million contract. And next thing you know, it, a month, a month and a half later, oh, it's 66. And you know, it, it's it's a bad look for everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I um, when I heard about that, but then when I heard the Texans are the one that facilitated everything, the Texans are the one that found the workers, the the masseuses did the NDAs, set up the hotels. I was like, well, damn. Was it that Deshaun was doing this and they caught wind of it? Not so much that they caught wind of him getting massages, but caught wind of, well, let me help you out with making sure that you get the massage that you need. And then maybe try to go out there and find a a specific group of masseuse to kind of take care of your cramping in your upper thigh. I don't know, shit. You know, however they, you know, they want to wear that shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, and I look at it like this, and, and this may be slightly controversy, what I'm about to say, but talking from a male perspective, this is, you know, this is real. It's 66, okay. Um, but you didn't get to 66 by just automatically one day out the blue saying, I'm going to do X, Y, and Z to one to 66 women. You only get this far, or you only think you can do as much as you can do is if you're able to do it a few times in the beginning. Hmm. And then at that particular point, you, you go to one masseuse, you say, hey, blah, 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 something happens. Okay. Oh. Another masseuse comes up. Hey, blah, blah. Another happens. Oh, third one. Maybe it seems like it's a third one. Blah, blah happens. After you get to about three, if everybody's cool with it, then you're always going to be under the assumption that everybody else is going to do it. 
And whether they say something or not say something, whether they go along with it and then say, nah, I'm not saying, I'm not trying to condone any of the actions. I'm just coming from the mindset of where it don't start from nothing. It starts from a little something. It starts from a little wiggle room. And then once you think one person is going to let you do that, another person lets you do that, you're going to think the third or fourth person is going to let you get away with it because somebody let you get away with it in the past. Whether they did it willingly and a couple said they were consensual or you did it because, like you said, Ace, they don't want to threaten any bread or they don't want to get their license took or they don't want to have a bad even go around. But once you allow a situation like that from a, a man's perspective to happen, he's going to think after you get to three or four, everybody else is on the same. Exactly. And then you go from three to 66. <laughs> Hit the nail on the coffee because uh, my contact, my masseuse, or whatever you want to, the person I, I met, <laughs> you know, she, she used the perfect example like Kevin Hart, where Kevin Hart has his, I guess, her, his red plastic cut group, has his barber, has his this, has his that. And when they need them, they fly them out, you know. And she was saying that she has some clients who are pretty well known and depending on the situation may fly her to where they are so that they can get the services that they're looking for. Um, so she was like, you have a gentleman that in Deshaun Watson's case that when he's in Houston, he might get just like how Earl was saying I'm getting this in Houston, but he's on the road in Cleveland. He's thinking that the masseuse in Cleveland is going to treat me the same way that the masseuse in Houston is treating me. And that ain't the case because not everybody might be clout chasing or trying to chase the bag like a Houston masseuse might be. And I'm again, I'm just saying this facetiously. Don't sit there and quote me as word is bond. I'm just, just speaking. Um, it's like you're traveling, you're in San Francisco one week and you're thinking this person is like this and, and you're finding out that everything's not the same, where if he was smart, he would have just kept the same one. You know, if you got a good rapport, three or four or five, then, you know, just rotate them in and out and then you would have been good and nobody would have known nothing different, you know, but uh the Houston, the Houston Texans and Deshaun and everybody's just totally wrong in this whole situation. I'm not throwing any blame on Cleveland. Cleveland is just trying to win. And it just goes to show that the NFL, don't matter what the hell, if you're a proven winner, they'll sit there and take a chance on your ass. So, again, Greg Hardy. And uh, <laughs> a, a, a bunch of uh, others. Exactly. So it don't really matter. Talent, talent absolves all whatever. So if you sitting there and you're the – if Earl is the best outside linebacker that can sit there and rush the quarterback and get 20 sacks a damn season, and he went out there and just went buck wild and did some crazy shit, he's suspended for four games. But you damn, you damn right, the Giants are going to sit there and sign his ass. We're like, you just go sit in the corner. But when you come back, we want those 15 sacks. We're going to take out them four games because you ain't going to get them five sacks. But we want 15 this season. And what are you going to do? Maybe Maybe not the Giants, but the Dallas Cowboys, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I can get some money from 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 Jerry. <laughs> oh, <Old> Jerry, right? 
it's, it's bananas to me, but it just is what it is. This in this particular sport, no other sport would sit there and tolerate tolerate it. But in this sport, <laughs> because of the amount the amount of games, 17, 16, 17, and the impact that one or two players can make on the on the offense or defense, they're willing to sell the farm and say, you know what, we'll we'll deal with the consequences later. As long as a couple of players starts winning. <laughs> I'll, I'm gonna let you get the last word. Then we're gonna switch over to the Jack the Real comments. I mean, real quick, I I completely agree. At this stage, I just think that it would be much more easier for NFL teams um, to, I guess, now with the, of course with the, how they structure the salaries and everything um, being guaranteed. At this particular stage, it's like we already paid our money, so we might as well get what we what what the the value of it um, on the field. So. No matter what happens off the field, we need the value that's on the field more so than that. So, um, in order to be in a position of winning. So, I mean, at this particular point, we'll see how this plays out. We'll see if it was worth it, um, especially for Cleveland, if it was worth all this drama, all this trouble that now they have accepted in their on in their franchise. So, we'll see. And I won't say consider that the trouble. I would say all the drama. That is now coming with the Sean Watson. It's now in Cleveland. So we'll see how they handle it. Oh, yeah. All right, and switching over to more NFL news, um, Jack Del Rio uh, made some comments that were people would have considered incendiary um, in referencing um, the the occurring um, January 6th hearings as, as far as the insurrection is currently going on right now as we speak. Um, Jack DeRio was asked um, the comments um, and just to kind of point in reference um, when he was in a news conference and just to kind of rehash, he was saying, I'm being respectful. Um, I just asked a simple question. Let's get right down to it. What did I ask? A simple question. Why are we not looking into the protests? Speaking of the summer protests in regards to George Floyd, if we're going to talk about the Capitol attack, why are we not looking into those things? It's kind of hard for me to say. I can realistically look at it. I see the images on TV. People's livelihoods are being destroyed. Businesses are being burnt down. No problem. And then we have a dust up at the Capitol. Nothing burned down. And we are going to make a major deal of that. Quote. Um, so Al and Ace, what are your thoughts as far as, and then let, let me say that he came back and he issued a predictable apology. Um, but what are your thoughts about the comments that um, Jack Del Rio, defensive coordinator of the Washington Commanders, said? Oh, he in D.C.? But the Washington Commanders. I'm going to just call the Washington football team because the commanders, the commanders sound dumb. Um, yeah. Um... Um, can I be a little ghetto? Please. So he knows all the niggas out in D.C. <laughs> he gonna come out there and say what he said, knowing that D.C. He get whatever the hell is coming to him. That's all I gotta say about that. <laughs> oh. Obviously, it shows his political background and whatever. So, just a little dust up, you know. No, no big deal. 
Yep, they might they might as well just go ahead and fire his ass now because mm, the black people are gonna sit there and play for his ass. <laughs> so let's let's just go ahead and find yourself a new damn defensive coordinator. I think he just screwed himself for the for the remainder of his damn career. But football is fickle. I could be totally wrong. I don't know. That here we just talked about with people like Greg Hardy, um, Deshaun Watson. Yeah, but they ain't talking politics. <laughs> so totally, when you start getting into politics, it's just, it's, just a, it's just a different beast. So, yeah, I know it sounds crazy. Like, Deshaun can sit there and physically do whatever to 66 women. And Greg Hardy can sit there and put his hands on a woman. But the minute you talk about damn politics, people go batshit crazy. So, I don't know. Uh, look, uh, <laughs> uh, he ain't going nowhere. I, 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 well, then again, then again, Colin Kaepernick is still, is, is, is could be an example of that. So, mm-hmm. uh, uh, all right, all right. So, <laughs> I will say this because um, Smooth had to tell me, tell me because I was not aware. I, I mean, I wasn't aware of this season. When did this even happen? A day or two ago, probably yesterday. Uh, yeah, I was I was busy with work and other things, and I didn't hear anything about this. So, I, uh, you yeah. who keeps you who keeps Sports Center on all day long didn't catch one of that. You know what? I've been more a Bleacher Report man, right? You know, uh, <laughs> same here, same here, same here. <laughs> same here. Shout out to Bleacher Report. Um, <laughs> but I agree. I think that this is going to be. Um, I'm, I'm, I, I would not put it, even though he, he quote unquote apologized, I know that people are going to watch with an open, you know, with, with, a, they're going to open up their eyes to see exactly how it sounds and they're going to be, see exactly who he is. The question is now is if anybody's going to do anything about it, is the commandos going to do anything about it? It's, is anybody going to, on the team, going to pull him aside to have a conversation? Um, I, I, I'm just curious as to what are the ramifications. Now he said, he said what he had said. Are there any ramifications um, that come out of this? Are is there something that's going to happen where somebody's going to check him uh, for the most part, or is it just going to be just somebody voicing their opinion and they're just going to move on? I think that that is to me is more I'm more intriguing the response that um in the response to this either from the the Washington uh, you know, say Washington football team um the Washington Commanders or um from anybody else in that actual organization. Um, for me personally, he said is you know he came out and apologized and I don't think he he. he, he he didn't mean any of it, <laughs> in my personal opinion. And um, for me, <laughs> he didn't mean none of that. He, what he said, he said. Um, and, and that was speaking right from the heart. And whether I do or whether I don't agree with a person, I can much more respect the person speaking exactly what is, in, what is on his mind and what is in his heart and how he feels, as opposed to you being facetious and trying to come back and try to, well, I didn't mean that. I'm sorry. No, you said what you said. Mm-hmm. My perspective is good because then 
we can have a conversation as far as let me try to educate you on why I believe your comments are wrong and where you can't compare the two um, and how you're going to call something a dust up when I damn sure saw the images on TV about two hours ago as far as the Kepler rides. And to me, that wasn't a damn dust up. But that's the conversation that you can have. And that's a conversation you can have about how not all of the protests descended into violence. Right. You had a lot of protest and a, and a couple descended into violence. And I didn't agree with that either. I didn't agree with the looting. I didn't agree with the blow, you know, the violence. I thought all that took away from the meaning of the protest. And it and it gives the impression for people like Jack Del Rio to think that it was all about tearing up property, vandalizing, looting. And it takes away what exactly what majority of the protests, probably 95% of protests were, which is peaceful about bringing light. Not about that. You're going to have a little bit of violence here and there, yeah. but the yeah. ignorant stuff. But the majority of the protests were all peaceful. They were all trying to get the point across. But the media will focus on the violence. And that's all the people see. Exactly. And so I think, you know, to cancel them out, you know, swiftly without having that conversation means that no one learns anything and we're never going to get past where we are if we can at least talk and have that dialogue and at least come to some type of understanding. Mm -hmm. um, now, I can say this, <laughs> you know, at my age with a little bit of wisdom, I don't know how receptive, you know, some of those Washington commander, you know, on your defensive are going to be as receptive or as forward thinking. So he's going to have a lot of, he's going to probably have a lot of butts to kiss <laughs> come training camp. Do I, do I expect him to be fired by, um, by um, Snyder? No. I think, I think Snyder's enjoying this because it's taking some light off of his ass right about now. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, Man, look, sometimes, I mean, you can't never fault somebody for being honest and saying how they feel about something. And I'm, I don't dislike Jack Del Rio because he he said what he felt. You know, just like you said, he, I don't know, you probably feel the same way. The protests were great, you know, but as a black man, considering everything that has been going on, the looting and the rioting is uncalled for. There's other ways to get your point across instead of you know trying to burn stuff down and and destroying your own your own town your own city based off of emotion and just being pissed off. I get it. That's why we that's why we have the ability to vote and do what we can do to go out there and get the right people in to make sure that we get the point across that we're trying to make. But in the same sense, sometimes you got to know when to like bite your tongue. And just give a politically correct BS response and just let people sit there and decipher if he meant that or not, and just keep your mouth shut moving forward. I guarantee Jack Del Rio will be asked a lot more questions, not pro probably you know about this, but they'll be a lot more geared politically. And the media is just hoping that he'll sit there and open his mouth and insert his foot. <laughs> foot insert. Exactly. You know, it's just more like this, like, hey, you know, it's, he's giving us more stuff so we can write about. And, 
he's just bringing more attention. And, and, and Snyder's like, no, we're not firing him because damn it, I got my own shit going on, and and he's deflecting. So granted, it's still the same team, but he's deflecting against me. Um, but I just hope that he learned his lesson, and I hope that he sat down with his damn players and be like, look, my bad, you know, whatever. And I hope that they are willing to sit there and and work with him because. Yeah, those are some real strong comments that he made. And considering one versus the other, yeah, we might have burned out a CVS or we might have looted Louis Vuitton, but we weren't trying to overthrow the government. <laughs> this is, you know, one is a hell of a lot less than the other. And you just kind of just nonchalantly just saying, no, we were just a dust up. We weren't trying to overthrow the government. We weren't trying to do a peaceful transition of, of of power versus, yo, you see this this $300 Louis Vuitton or this $3,000, I sell it to you for $200. You know, who's really hurting from that? So I, I digress. I'm not really trying to go down that road. I'm just saying <laughs> <laughs> what's really worse in the two situations. You tell me. I don't know. I'm just... I'm just here talking to a mic and a, and a camera. I, I I don't know. I'm gonna let you have the last comment before we um, flip to this last segment and then and then uh, call it. I mean, quite frankly, I mean, you guys said it um, all. Um, just hope that lesson learned. He can learn a lot from this. Um, it's very important that he does too, as a matter of fact, because quite frankly. He's in a position where, you know, he needs to understand more than what, you know, the same thing with public figure. When you're in that spotlight, you you need to be a little bit more politically correct in this stage. And I'm not knocking the fact that he said what he felt. It's just more so the fact that, you know, if you're going to if you're going to say it, you're going to have to there's going to be consequences to it. And. If you want to be honest with it, be honest with it. That's all well and good, but be more educated when you're speaking and know that there is a difference. Um, Maybe your opinion, yes, but be politically correct. That's the bottom line. There's no, there's no reason for you to even try to explain yourself because it's just going to make things a little bit worse. So my suggestion is to just do a lot of <laughs> do a lot of education. Um, be a little bit more educated before you when before you say something like that. Um, and in all honesty, defer questions. Talk about what's going on um, with the team. Talk about what the defensive schemes that you're focusing on. Um, talk about the players that um, have done right or has done good in training or have you feel excited about um, as the team is getting ready for another season. Focus on some of those. Defer. Um, if you don't want to get to that point, just always defer to what the team is doing. Exactly. Um, and uh, we'll we'll just leave it at that until next time, Jack DeRio, as you said, Ace inserts foot and mouth. <laughs> he, set him, he set himself up for failure. <laughs> exactly. And our last topic we're going to just we're going to hit um, on a sports league that rarely, if any, has any drama. The PGA. <laughs> no, yes. Please explain to me what the hell is going on about this today, and I'm not sure I I fully understand what the hell is going on with this live versus PGA. 
please explain. Well, now, the LIV Golf League is a separate league that's supposed to rival the PGA Tour, which has Saudi back money, and the Saudis have some blood on their hands with, you know, human rights violations, which no one really talks about, the killing of a reporter based on some of the comments they made about the Saudi back family, and other questionable issues that a lot of people are saying, why are you going to take their money if it's blood money? Because they got a lot of damn money. <laughs> money, money, you know, rules everything around me. Cream, baby. <laughs> oh, excuse me. Cash rules everything around me. Dollar, dollar bill, y'all. But, okay, so thank you for the explanation and not to cut you off. But as I was listening to the, uh, as I was listening to when I was on my way to work, they talked about Phil Mickelson and DeChambeau and some other jokers that are, I guess, defecting to this league. Well, they're not defecting to the league. They were offered invites to play into this league on their tournaments, which is their right um, because the PGA does not hold exclusivity. Um, as far as the players when they join, join the PGA. Um, just like if you were in, you know, football, if you want to play baseball, you can play baseball or vice mm-hmm. versa. Um, the league itself is is not looked upon that, you know, favorably because of, because of the other outside stuff. So have, you know, Phil Nicholson, Dustin Johnson, Sergio Garcia, Bryson DeChambeau, and a couple of others who've, competing in the um, inaugural event, which starts on Thursday um, in London. And so PJ was kind of going back and forth about whether they should play or not play. The U.S. Open said that anybody that plays in that league can definitely compete in the USA Open. This was two days ago. PGA tournament came out earlier today and said, oh, we're going to suspend those players that play in that, you know, that are playing in that um, in that event or are going to participate, you know, you know, in that league moving forward. Why are they so scared about this particular? I mean, again, it's it's about, blood money? It's that, but I think the PGA Tour is also, but that's the public, that's the public um, reasoning um privately they're scared about competition because that league can generate and offer a lot of money which could rival the pga and a lot of players can sit there and try to make money on both tours Mm. so they can so let's say you have one tour going on and you have this liv tour going on they're offering way more money than this other tour well heck i'm gonna go compete over there and then I'll just come back. So they they don't want them jumping back and forth. And they're worried overall that the, L, the LIV um, league um, is going to start pulling more players from the PGA to play in their events, causing a rivalry. Or, excuse me, causing competition. I mean, but there's so and many... Some play, and some players have said they're switching completely, but not all the players said they're... They're switching. They would just offer invites, and they accepted it, and they're going to play. I mean, hell, 
I understand PGA. I mean, you guys, I think uh, I heard that your PGA is 90 years old. And, you know, they got reputation and all that. But you know what? Sometimes it's nice to have some competition. I mean, you don't have a problem with the Canadian Golf League or with RBC or whatever they call themselves in Canada. Um, you don't have a you don't have an issue with the British having their own golf situation. So you have a problem with the Saudis sitting there and you know, regardless of how they get their money, I'm sure the PGA money initially when it started off ain't clean. You know, but nobody want to sit there and talk about that. So let the let this live LIB league do what they do. And um just kind of go from there, you know what I'm saying? And just stop hating. Shit. <laughs> um, I think that overall that I agree with you, Ace, in regards to the PGA should just open up a little bit more. Um, but I think that if you're going to do it have some type of sit down discussion um with the players um have a compromise or at least at least bring yourself to the open uh, table to have some type of discussion about how you feel or what you want to do or not do don't suspend the players at the last minute because you're in your feelings about a different league at this point if you're going to do it it'd be more respectable if you would have said all right look we get that this is what you guys want to do. Let's have a discussion in regards to what you, you know, how we can come to some type of agreement before we do anything else. I think that suspending the players was a little bit rush of a judgment call, and it may have some consequences down the end because you may lose a lot of players from playing in the PGA because of how the situation was handled. Yeah, I'm like this. I mean, the LIV lead tour is going to force the PGA to do some stuff. Now, is the LIV Saudi back tour money clean? No, it's, it's dirty. But is anybody's early money clean? No, mm-hmm. no. So talk about that too. Yeah. So, you know, before you quick to before you get so high and mighty, be careful about, you know, that ledge you step on because people will be quick to dig into your background and say, hey, PGA Tour, mm, you know, you got some stuff going on that wasn't clean. We're not even going to talk about the exclusion of people of color, the exclusion of people of, you know, women. Hell, the Masters, I mean, Augusta National didn't even have women playing, allowed to even play at that golf course until a couple of years ago. Right. And a couple, meaning within the last five years. So, you know, I'm not saying that the PGA Tour has blood on their hands, as they will say the, the Saudis do, but and they I don't think <laughs> it, ain't, it ain't that clean. So, um, I mean, I don't know what they're going to do with this. I mean, you had a couple of players that have resigned from the PGA that are going to play strictly over there. The money's there. And that's what they're playing for. Cream, dollar dollar bill, cheddar, skrilla, <laughs> whatever you want to call it. Straight up, straight cash, homie. <laughs> straight cash. <laughs> well, hold up. But I heard Mickelson lost all his sponsors because he went and uh, did this. Hmm? But I, but I'm guessing the 
the the power of the almighty dollar <laughs> in that league outweighs losing all of my damn sponsors. But to be I honest, guess you figure, right. I guess I'm going to figure at this point, I guess you figure, well, I might as well go all in. <laughs> right. But who's to say that he won't get sponsorships over there as well? Right. So he won't, he won't get British sponsorships. He won't get exactly. whatever. I, I don't. I, I, to be honest, I I think that, and like I said before, I don't think that overall this particular ordeal is going to hurt the people that are leaving the PGA um, because this is so new. Um, I think that they'll they'll make. It's not like they're going to be losing a lot of money. I think that they'll make up for it, um, even if they do change. Um, leagues the, the the question is really just like there should have been the competition of course is going to always be there of course but there should at least be some type of regulations um when it comes to the players or how you want to how they want to pga should handle the players going forward and dealing with something like this and i don't think that that ever existed at this point um and i think that they're yeah i think that they're really just Starting it off on the wrong foot. The the, the lift tour or the, the no PGA, PGA. Um, with how they're handling with the players, um, them leaving or suspending the players. Um, I think that that's they could have handled that a little bit better. Yeah, I mean, you might not like the league. I mean, a lot of us might not like the league based on you know all you all think? that you know all that's going on in the hearing. But people have to have the have the ability to make their own choices, and if they do True. that, yeah. I mean, the PGA Tour itself says, "Well, if you do it, you can't play with us." Okay, fine. You know, it, right. it, it is what it is. Um, but the PGA Tour is going to be fine. They still have a lot of good players on there. True. If you had someone, let's say, of a of like Tiger Woods, pre-injury, where he was still playing and competitive and still own golf, if he upped and said. I was joining that, and I would say the PGA got a. <laughs> oh, the PGA. Then the doctors to keep to keep Tiger on the joint. They they will shit. They'll be shitting bricks. <laughs> it, it, interestingly enough, that they don't think enough about Phil to sit there and say, you know what, you Phil, whatever, we don't really care. You know what I'm saying? Now, but if that was Tiger in his prime, you damn right, boy, they would have been knee pads on and everything. Exclusive. It's cold in the basement. You got to cut the balls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've been a strictly exclusive. Like, like, hey, we just want you here. <laughs> like, exactly. Um, <laughs> we'll pay you any absorbent amount of money. But you, no, no, they'll they let them play both. I can see that too. Yeah, yeah. They would have let them play both. They wouldn't. They would not cut their nose despite their face. They'd be like, okay, you can play a couple over here. But you got to play a bulk of your stuff over over with us. But see, that's the point of my my point about at least having that conversation. Like it, you're right. It, it, I mean, it's telling the fact that they didn't even do that with Phil. Like right. that's that's very interesting. And I, Phil, I and Phil is still very much prevalent in the PGA Tour right now. He's still out there winning winning tours. Yeah, which is crazy. You know, I guess it's Mayo problems. I don't know. You know. It's, <laughs> no, it's it's it's, it's 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 golf problems. And on that note, my fellas, I think we're gonna we're gonna call it. This is about ten thirty four. This is a, a good talk tonight. Um, before we go, fellas, let me know they can find you at.
Uh, yeah. Um, you can find me on Twitter uh, at CatDaddy1963. Uh, Twitter, that's CatDaddy1963 on Twitter. I no longer work or hang out on the avenue no more. So gas prices have driven me to the point where I have to stay in. Um, so you have to catch me on social media now. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter and Instagram. I am our Qualls. Twitter and Instagram, I am our Qualls. You can find me on Twitter, Graham, and, the Snap, and Snapchat, J.E. Ross, number seven, looking for a secondary job just to pay for gas nowadays. So I can get around. <laughs> Understand. <laughs> yeah, yes. Uh, but like we always say, we want to thank everyone for subscribing, listening to us, chiming in. Any comments that you make, please always um, let us know. And before we go, uh, go, um, go Rangers. <laughs> Are they winning? It's tied, 1-1. One, one. Go go Rangers. Yes, go Rangers. <laughs> New York, baby. <laughs> New York, New York is, is, is feeding off of this energy, man. Too bad the Knicks ain't feeding off. Uh, but the Yankees are feeding. And the, and the Mets. And the Mets. Yeah. Yeah, they're feeding off. We, <laughs> we didn't even get to the Yankees. They're just doing anything. They're just. Yo, did you see they were down like 7-2 and now they tied it up 7-7? Seven, seven? They're damn juggling they're up nine seven now. Yeah, they were down seven to two, and they're up nine seven. Damn. We're yeah. going to talk next week about what the Yankees <laughs> going to do with Aaron Judge because you're going to have to pay the man. Uh, Cheddar, the as, Skrilla, as Raymond Longstead, straight cash, homie. <laughs> <laughs> yes, everybody. Until next time. Hey, we Brittany Griner. God bless. Yes, we heard.